Book 13, Chapters 1 and 2 of the Antiquities of the Jews, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. The Antiquities of the Jews, Volume 3, by Flavius Josephus. Translated by William Whiston. Book 13, Chapters 1 and 2. Book 13, containing the interval of 82 years, from the death of Judas Maccabeus to the death of Queen Alexandra. Chapter 1, how Jonathan took the government from his brother Judas, and how he, together with his brother Simon, waged war against Bacchides. By what means the nation of the Jews recovered their freedom when they had been brought into slavery by the Macedonians, and what struggles, and how great battles. Judas, the general of their army, ran through, till he was slain as he was fighting for them, hath been related in the foregoing book. But after he was dead, all the wicked, and those that transgressed the laws of their forefathers, sprang up again in Judea, and grew upon them, and distressed them on every side. A famine also assisted their wickedness, and afflicted the country, till not a few, who by reason of their want of necessaries, and because they were not able to bear up against the miseries that both the famine and their enemies brought upon them, deserted their country, and went to the Macedonians. And now Bacchides gathered those Jews together, who had apostatized from the accustomed way of living of their forefathers, and chose to live like their neighbors, and committed the care of the country to them, who also caught the friends of Judas and those of his party, and delivered them up to Bacchides, who when he had, in the first place, tortured and tormented them at his pleasure, he by that means, at length, killed them. And when this calamity of the Jews was become so great, as they had never had experience of the like since their return out of Babylon, those that remained of the companions of Judas, seeing that the nation was ready to be destroyed after a miserable manner, came to his brother Jonathan, and desired him that he would imitate his brother, and take care which he took of his countrymen, for whose liberty in general he died also, and that he would not permit the nation to be without a governor, especially in those destructive circumstances wherein it now was. And where Jonathan said he was ready to die for them, and esteemed no inferior to his brother, he was appointed to be the general of the Jewish army. When Bacchides heard this, and was afraid that Jonathan might be very troublesome to the king and to the Macedonians, as Judas had been before him, he sought how he might slay him by treachery. But this intention of his was not unknown to Jonathan, nor to his brother Simon. But when these two were apprised of it, they took all their companions, and presently fled into that wilderness which was nearest to the city. And when they were come to a lake called Aspar, they abode there. But when Bacchides was sensible that they were in a low state, and were in that place, he hastened to fall upon them with all his forces, and pitching his camp beyond Jordan, he recruited his army. But when Jonathan knew that Bacchides was coming upon him, he sent his brother John, who was also called Gaddis, to the Nabatean Arabs, that he might lodge his baggage with them until the battle with Bacchides should be over, for they were the Jews' friends. And the sons of Ambri laid an ambush for John from the city of Medaba, and seized upon him, and upon those that were with him, 
and plundered all that they had with them. They also slew John and all his companions. However, they were sufficiently punished for what they now did by John's brethren, as we shall relate presently. But when Bacchides knew that Jonathan had pitched his camp among the lakes of Jordan, he observed when their Sabbath day came, and then assaulted him, as supposing that he would not fight because of the law for resting on that day. But he exhorted his companions to fight, and told them that their lives were at stake, since they were encompassed by the river and by their enemies, and had no way to escape, for that their enemies pressed upon them from before, and the river was behind them. So after he had prayed to God to give them the victory, he joined battle with the enemy, of whom he overthrew many. And as he saw Bacchides coming up boldly to him, he stretched out his right hand to smite him. But the other, foreseeing and avoiding the stroke, Jonathan with his companions leaped into the river and swam over it, and by that means escaped beyond Jordan while the enemies did not pass over that river. But Bacchides returned presently to the citadel at Jerusalem, having lost about two thousand of his army. He also fortified many cities of Judea, whose walls had been demolished, Jericho and Emmaus, and Bet-Boron and Bethel, and Timnah and Farotho, and Tekoa and Gazara, and built towers in every one of these cities, and encompassed them with strong walls, that were very large also, and put garrisons into them, that they might issue out of them, and do mischief to the Jews. He also fortified the citadel at Jerusalem more than all the rest. Moreover, he took the sons of the principal Jews as pledges, and shut them up in the citadel, and in that manner guarded it. About the same time one came to Jonathan, and to his brother Simon, and told them that the sons of Ambri were celebrating a marriage, and bringing the bride from the city of Gabatha, who was the daughter of one of the illustrious men among the Arabians, and that the damsel was to be conducted with pomp and splendor and much riches. So Jonathan and Simon, thinking this appeared to be the fittest time for them to avenge the death of their brother, and that they had forces sufficient for receiving satisfaction from them for his death, they made haste to Medaba, and lay in wait among the mountains for the coming of their enemies. And as soon as they saw them conducting the virgin, and her bridegroom, and such a great company of their friends with them, as was to be expected at this wedding, they sallied out of their ambush, and slew them, and took their ornaments, and all the prey that then followed them. And so returned, and received this satisfaction for their brother John, from the sons of Ambri. For as well those sons themselves, as their friends, and wives, and children that followed them, perished, being in number about four hundred. However, Simon and Jonathan returned to the lakes of the river, and abode there. But Bacchides, when he had secured all Judea with his garrisons, returned to the king, and then it was that the affairs of Judea were quiet for two years. But when the deserters and the wicked saw that Jonathan and those that were with him lived in the country very quietly, by reason of the peace, they sent to king Demetrius, and excited him to send Bacchides to seize upon Jonathan, which they said was to be done without any trouble, and in one night's time. And if they fell upon them before they were aware, they might slay them all. So the king sent Bacchides, who, when he was come into Judea, wrote to all his friends, both Jews and auxiliaries, that they should seize upon Jonathan, and bring him to him, 
and when upon all their endeavors they were not able to seize upon jonathan for he was sensible of the snares they laid for him and very carefully guarded against them bacchides was angry at these deserters as having imposed upon him and upon the king and slew fifty of their leaders whereupon jonathan with his brother and those that were with him retired to bethagla a village that lay in the wilderness out of his fear of bacchides he also built towers in it and encompassed it with walls and took care that it should be safely guarded upon the hearing of which bacchides led his own army along with him and besides took his jewish auxiliaries and came against jonathan and made an assault upon his fortification and besieged him many days but jonathan did not abate of his courage at the zeal bacchides used in the siege but courageously opposed him and while he left his brother simon in the city to fight with bacchides he went privately out himself into the country and got a great body of men together of his own party and fell upon bacchides camp in the night time and destroyed a great many of them his brother simon knew also of this his falling upon them because he perceived that the enemies were slain by him so he sallied out upon them and burnt the engines which the macedonians used and made a great slaughter of them when bacchides saw himself encompassed with enemies and some of them before and some behind he fell into despair and trouble of mind as confounded at the unexpected ill success of this siege however he vented his displeasure at these misfortunes upon those deserters who sent for him from the king as having deluded him so he had a mind to finish this siege after a decent manner if it were possible for him to do so and then return home when jonathan understood these his intentions he sent ambassadors to him about a league of friendship and mutual assistance and that they might restore those they had taken captive on both sides but bacchides thought this a pretty decent way of retiring home and made a league of friendship with jonathan when they swore they would not any more make war one against another accordingly he restored the captives and took his own men with him and returned to the king at antioch and after this his departure he never came into judea again then did jonathan take the opportunity of this quiet state of things and went and lived in the city of michmash and there governed the multitude and punished the wicked and ungodly and by this means purged the nation of them chapter two how alexander bala in his war with demetrius granted jonathan many advantages and appointed him to be high priest and persuaded him to assist him although demetrius promised him greater advantages on the other side concerning the death of demetrius now in the hundred and sixtieth year it fell out that alexander the son of antiochus epiphanes came up into syria and took ptolemais the soldiers within having betrayed it to him for they were at enmity with demetrius on account of his insolence and difficulty of access for he shut himself up in a palace of his that had four towers which he had built himself not far from antioch and admitted no one he was withal slothful and negligent about public affairs whereby the hatred of his subjects was the more kindled against him as we have elsewhere already related therefore when demetrius heard that alexander was in ptolemais he took his whole army and led it against him 
he also sent ambassadors to jonathan about a league of mutual assistance and friendship for he resolved to be beforehand with alexander lest the other should treat with him first and gain assistance from him and this he did out of fear he had lest jonathan should remember how ill demetrius had formerly treated him and should join with him in this war against him he therefore gave orders that jonathan should be allowed to raise an army and should get armor made and should receive back those hostages of the jewish nation whom bacchides had shut up in the citadel of jerusalem when this good fortune had befallen jonathan by the concession of demetrius he came to jerusalem and read the king's letter in the audience of the people and of those who kept the citadel when these were read these wicked men and deserters who were in the citadel were greatly afraid upon the king's permission to jonathan to raise an army and to receive back the hostages so he delivered every one of them to his own parents and thus did jonathan make his abode at jerusalem renewing the city to a better state and reforming the buildings as he pleased for he gave orders that the walls of the city should be rebuilt with square stones and that it might be more secure from their enemies and when those that kept the garrisons that were in judea saw this they all left them and fled to antioch excepting those that were in the city bethshura and those that were in the citadel of jerusalem for the greater part of these was of the wicked jews and deserters and on that account these did not deliver up their garrisons when alexander knew what promises demetrius had made jonathan and withal knew his courage and what great things he had done when he fought the macedonians and besides what hardships he had undergone by the means of demetrius and of bacchides the general of demetrius's army he told his friends that he could not at present find any one else that might afford him better assistance than jonathan who was both courageous against his enemies and had a particular hatred against demetrius as having both suffered many hard things from him and acted many hard things against him if therefore they were of opinion that they should make him their friend against demetrius it was more for their advantage to invite him to assist them now than at another time it being therefore determined by him and his friends to send to jonathan he wrote to him this epistle king alexander to his brother jonathan sendeth greeting we have long ago heard of thy courage and thy fidelity and for that reason have sent to thee to make with thee a league of friendship and mutual assistance we therefore do ordain thee this day the high priest of the jews and that thou beest called my friend i have also sent thee as presents a purple robe and a golden crown and desire that now thou art by us honored thou wilt in like manner respect us also when jonathan had received this letter he put on the pontifical robe at the time of the feast of tabernacles four years after the death of his brother judas for at that time no high priest had been made so he raised great forces and had abundance of armor got ready this greatly grieved demetrius when he heard of it and made him blame himself for his slowness that he had not prevented alexander and got the good will of jonathan but had given him time so to do however he also himself wrote a letter to jonathan and to the people the contents whereof are these king demetrius to jonathan and to the nation of the jews sendeth greeting 
since you have preserved your friendship for us, and when you have been tempted by our enemies, you have not joined yourselves to them, I both commend you for this your fidelity, and exhort you to continue in the same disposition, for which you shall be repaid, and receive rewards from us. For I will free you from the greatest part of the tributes and taxes which you formerly paid to the kings my predecessors, and to myself. And I do now set you free from those tributes which you have ever paid, and besides, I forgive you the tax upon salt, and the value of the crowns which you used to offer to me, and instead of the third part of the fruits of the field, and the half of the fruits of the trees, I relinquish my part of them from this day, and as to poll money, which ought to be given me for every head of the inhabitants of Judea, and of the three toparchies that adjoin to Judea, Samaria, and Galilee, and Peres, that I relinquish to you for this time, and for all time to come. I will also that the city of Jerusalem be holy and inviolable, and free from the tithe, and from the taxes, unto its utmost bounds, and I so far recede from my title to the citadel, as to permit Jonathan your high priest to possess it, that he may place such a garrison in it, as he approves of for fidelity and good will to himself, that they may keep it for us. I also make free all those Jews who have been made captives and slaves in my kingdom. I also give order that the beasts of the Jews be not pressed for our service and let their sabbaths, and all their festivals, and three days before each of them, be free from any imposition. In the same manner, I set free the Jews that are inhabitants of my kingdom, and order that no injury be done them. I also give leave to such of them, as are willing to list themselves in my army, that they may do it, and those as far as thirty thousand, which Jewish soldiers, wheresoever they go, shall have the same pay that my own army hath and some of them I will place in my garrisons, and some as guards about my own body, and as rulers over those that are in my court. I give them leave also to use the laws of their forefathers, and to observe them. And I will that they have power over the three toparchies that are added to Judea, that it shall be in the power of the high priest, to take care that no one Jew shall have any other temple for worship, but only that at Jerusalem. I bequeath also, out of my own revenues, yearly, for the expenses about the sacrifices, one hundred and fifty thousand drachma, and what money is to spare, I will that it shall be your own. I also release to you those ten thousand drachma which the kings receive from the temple, because they appertain to the priests that minister in that temple. And whosoever shall fly to the temple at Jerusalem, or to the places thereto belonging, or who owe the king money, or are there on any other account, let them be set free, and let their goods be in safety. I also give you leave to repair and rebuild your temple, and that all be done at my expense. I also allow you to build the walls of your city, and to erect high towers, and that they be erected at my charge. And if there be any fortified town that would be convenient for the Jewish country to have very strong, let it be so built at my expenses. This was what Demetrius promised and granted to the Jews by this letter. But King Alexander raised a great army of mercenary soldiers, and of those that deserted to him out of Syria, and made an expedition against Demetrius. When it was come to a battle, the left wing of Demetrius put those who opposed them to flight, 
and pursued them a great way, and slew many of them, and spoiled their camp. But the right wing, where Demetrius happened to be, was beaten, and as for all the rest, they ran away. But Demetrius fought courageously, and slew a great many of the enemy. But as he was in the pursuit of the rest, his horse carried him into a deep bog, where it was hard to get out. And there it happened, that upon his horse falling down, he could not escape being killed. For when his enemies saw what had befallen him, they returned back, and encompassed Demetrius round, and they all threw their darts at him. But he, being now on foot, fought bravely. But at length he received so many wounds, that he was not able to bear up any longer, but fell. And this is the end that Demetrius came to, when he had reigned eleven years, as we have elsewhere related. End of Book 13, Chapters 1 and 2